0: This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station.
1: Good afternoon, this is Front Row on The Bigger Picture. I'm Juliet Jacobs, described as a lecture which turns into a workshop, which turns into a performance. Touch Me, Hold Me, Let Me Go will be led by Lee Sufe, a dancer, choreographer, performance maker, educator and writer who has spent the last 40 years exploring the human body as a site of intersecting habits and histories. So this gathering invites the audience to listen, experience and participate with their bodies and voices, with Sufei sharing her Touch Me, Hold Me, Let Me Go algorithm and ways to use it. And joining me today are Sufei and also dance artist Lee Sin, who is producing Sufei's workshop and lecture performance. They are also part of Five Arts Centre. They're joining me now to share more. Welcome both of you. How are you today? Very good, Very good. Thank you so much for joining me today. So, uh, Sufi, really nice to meet you. You know, uh, I know you're from Malaysia, of course, but you've been based in Canada for a long time. Um, talk to me a little bit about your work. I was reading it. Your practice encompasses uh, choreography, performance, teaching, mentoring, dramaturgy, writing, community, organizing, so many things. There, <laughs> <laughs> All the things. All, all the, the things. Multi-hyphenated. Um, yes, yes. I'm, I mean, ultimately,
2: I think of myself as a dancer and a choreographer. Um, and I... Uh, I think of choreography as the organization of bodies in space and time. And so lately, yeah, I just zoom out that, you know. So then when I think about organizing bodies in space and time, that also includes um, teaching, you know, how basically gathering people. How do we gather people and how do we uh, give
1: them an experience? Mm-hmm. And you, I mean, what would you say are some ideas or questions that you've been exploring in your works? You know, what sort of themes interest you? Um, I
2: think I've always been interested in. I I would say dance has not been easy for me. You know, I I I don't have one of those bodies that are naturally athletic, or you know, uh, I can do you know virtuosic things. So, and then I've not um, been so ready to get. Uh, hurt for the sake of dancing for someone. So um, I think I've always been interested in um, how to dance from a sustainable place. And then, I mean, I think the other uh, interest or reality for me is, uh, you know, I left Malaysia when I was like 20 or 21. And then I basically um, had a lot of experience being othered as a, you know, a racialized person in a predominantly white society. And the experience of being um watched, the 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 white gaze, you know, that, um on me uh was very acute and present. So I think uh the wrestling for autonomy has been um a big deal for me. Okay. And and, and those things continue to be very present in my work.
1: And, you know, even when you were in Malaysia and then, you know, later when you went to Canada, I mean, themes of colonialism, colonial violence, uh, immigration, those were things that were always of interest to you as well, isn't it? Of course. I mean, growing
2: up in Malaysia, yeah, I, I think I, I grew up aware of the important. Yeah, I, I bought into the, this, this project of, of building a post-colonial nation. <laughs> And, and and um yeah and I continue to I think carry this this idea it's kind of like building a utopia you know you know it's kind of hopeless but you try anyway. Uh, and then when I went to Canada I think the slow realization that I was part of another colonial project and um and and the discomfort around that like like what do I do? Mm-hmm. because my presence there as an immigrant is part of a system that displaces Indigenous people from their culture and their land that all those
1: things. Okay, all right. And um, Rinsen, if I can just ask you now, I mean, you, uh, you know, we're talking about displacement and all that. I caught your performance of Angota last year, you know, which I, was remarkable. I really enjoyed it. And um, I, I remember reading that, you know, that dance was for all women in your family who could not, right? I mean, there was also, you know, themes of displacement, finding your space and things like that. I mean, talk to me a little bit about some of the ideas and questions that you've been exploring in your works as well.
0: Um, maybe for them. I just wanted because in the space of this uh, interview, right, I just wanted to link some themes that I resonate in Sufei and in my own work as well, which is like having pleasure as a compass, because um personally I think with Angota, I the the very beginning impulse to make that work actually came from me reflecting on why my body was em- embodying certain patterns that are actually creating harm, even though I have really good intention. Um, so, and then I, I sincerely praise that, oh, I think it's coming from somewhere where I don't allow myself pleasure or or I feel that having good things and then it, that's associated with the guilt and that kind of things. And then, so there is like a lack of abundance um, consciousness in the everyday if like really invisibly, which is really scary. <laughs> uh, so I, I realized that I have to practice, um, pleasure, to have pleasure as a practice every day to to, um, to change what I'm embodying. And so for me, it's like something I'm doing for me, but also for the people who came before me. Um, but at the same time, also attributing to how in those times and those spaces, my ancestors have found their own way to do as much
1: as they can in those times to connect to this uh, pleasure of life. Okay, so so you would say that you have a sort of relationship to practices, to, I guess, you know, histories, ways of knowing, right, that are sort of embedded in, in a particular place as such. Mm-hmm, yes. And, and would you say that- Yeah, I think what, what resonates uh, with, um, for me, with listening
2: to renchen speak is I, I, I think our bodies all carry habits um, that are given to us by history, by culture, um, and, and then this, you know, intergenerational sort of uh, history that we, we carry that in our bodies. And, and some of those habits replicate harm both to ourselves and to others. So, yeah, this pleasure piece. One of the things I've been thinking about is that sometimes people confuse the difference, can't tell the difference between comfort and pleasure. Um, Sometimes all you have capacity for is comfort because I think you do need a certain amount of capacity to to seek pleasure. Um, And sometimes you just don't have that capacity. So I just want to acknowledge that. Uh, But I think once you have found comfort that there is a, an extra piece of um, work required to like t- tune into like what actually is pleasurable more than comfort, you know, but what's mm-hmm. more than comfort? Because I think in comfort is where you know th- the systems that exist are there. So you know what's comfortable. Mm-hmm. And so it's very easy in comfort for, for existing Systems to just replicate themselves, and that's where the danger of just settling for comfort is. And I feel like there's this other piece of of looking for pleasure and, and tuning into like this more deeper, you know, um, biological kind of uh,
1: <laughs> no, and like
2: I, yeah. all through the through the whole spine, you know, all the way down to your genitals, kind of thing.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, because sometimes in seeking pleasure, you have to give up a lot of your comfort as well, isn't it? Absolutely, because
2: some pleasures are a little (laughs) uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) <laughs> so, um you know, and I'm very curious, of course, to to know about um this particular so you're you're back in Malaysia, of course. Uh, you know, you've done a lot of work in Canada, of course, but you're here uh for two for the workshop and the lecture performance. Um talk to me a little bit about Touch Me, Hold Me, Let Me Go. I mean, you call it you describe it an algorithm, right? Why why did you why did you say that? Why is it described as an algorithm for you?
2: Um well, well I've been working on Touch Me, Hold Me, Let Me Go for a long time, um, before the pandemic. Um And I guess, you know, there are a set of instructions um, because touch is important, being held is important. Um, A a lot of the work that uh, I do as a teacher recognizes, you know, the whole body and the nervous system. I would say I work from a trauma-aware kind of uh, uh, lens. Um, And I've come to understand that the body um, that is held and feels safe um, will uh, will generally um, move towards uh, equilibrium, you know, if given the chance. Uh, we we will we're more able to find our optimum kind of health if we if we're held and touched, um, and we need touch and holding to, to also connect with other human beings um, to know that we are, you know. Uh, amongst friends uh, but we're a very touch-staffed um, society and, and I think the, the pandemic has uh, COVID has really exacerbated that yeah. uh, the isolation um, and and I think I use the word algorithm because I feel you know we have increasingly we, we, through social media as we all know uh, these algorithms drive behavior that actually um, pits us against one another. Yeah. You know, that's where all you, you know, they reward you for getting pissed off and, and outraged and being a troll. So <laughs> <laughs> that does something to our nervous systems. And and I, I think I want to do, I want to do to remember another kind of um, way of connecting with one another that, that, we don't, there are other ways other than um, yelling at each other across the internet um, to connect and to feel that you're part of humanity. And I think maybe the, the larger utopia is that, you know, how, how do we listen to each other? How can we be different but together? Is is the, is the big
0: <laughs> dream.
1: <laughs> no, no, that's Which I feel is very connected to Malaysia, you know. It's, it's very connected to Malaysia, did you say? Yeah, I feel like that,
2: that um desire really comes from living here and and where you know everyone's different and yeah, that's uh
1: oh I grew up anyway with, with the dream of us being different but together. And for and for you, Rincine, you know, uh when you came across uh well you you're obviously familiar with Sufe's work, right? I mean you are producing her her workshop and her lecture performance. I mean, what did you think about uh when you know when she shared all of this with you, you know the the, the whole concept of uh, touch me homie let me go and that that algorithm you know how did you sort of respond to it?
0: Um, actually, I've not encountered Sufi's work life. Okay. I've okay. only okay. Researched, uh, researched it online before okay. um, but I think just reading or what I I got through the internet before I met her in person, uh, I did feel a sense of groundedness that was very, maybe radical is the word. Um, radical, but also really soft at the same time, which is very radical because maybe my conventional association with radical is always really hard or, um, yeah, really hard. So so I actually just had a three-day workshop with her, with some other participants. Um, wow.
1: Wow. <laughs> uh, there was so much, so much. Is it confronting? Is it comforting? Is it a bit of both? I don't know.
0: Oh. Uh it's like an invitation, really, I felt. But also I think the way I my experience of how Sufei conducted the workshop, the environment, it's kind of like a time experience. And how my body being in that space with other bodies, uh and with certain cues from her, how how she invites us to do something and then have another shift. And then having also like circles, sharing uh, what each of our experiences are and listening. And I think one thing that I really appreciate from the last three days was what Sufe said. Um, it's not about fixing something, but rather just kind of just witnessing, holding it and just be curious about it in a way uh, also not about digging oh why is it like that but just like oh what does it feel like or or where it where is the end of it where is the beginning of it or how is it from this angle so yeah it was very soft <laughs> but but demanding in a soft way
1: okay, well. in a way that i i i want to know yeah
0: that I become curious.
1: Okay, w- would I be right in saying Soufie that it's kind of just being? Is that would that be sort of yeah. accurate? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: It. I actually I often put people in pairs, you know, and, and I talk about partner A and partner B, and partner A attends to partner B. You know, often these, uh these. Uh, so A is for the attendant, and partner B just B's. And the practice of being, you know, like just to observe what what's already happening, and and to to learn about what's already happening in a different way. Yeah, I, I think we're all trained to be uh, action biased, you know, we're, we're biased towards action, and we seldom. It's hard for, for most of us in and you know in in the life <laughs> that, that's out there, capitalism driven, to to just to slow down and to really observe what's happening and, and then to to attend to attend to that in a compassionate way. I like to think that um I like to think that the the work that I offer um is is already to to maybe uh, create environments or instructions that lead people to to see what's already happening for them, that their bodies already know so much
1: and their bodies are already kind of perfect, you know. Mm. And what would you say is sort of, I mean, a lot of this work came from, Uh, all of your research right I mean uh, you it's described as a simple set of instructions for dancing right Uh, across distances Um, and that has been born from a lot of your research right I mean talk to me about you know putting it together and and, you know coming up with the shape that it currently is Uh, how would you describe that? Mm, Well um, uh, I think uh, like I
2: originally developed Touch Me, Hold Me, Not Yet Let Me Go, um, mostly as a, an exercise so that people could start to uh, practice feeling their own bodies. Um, and, and then when they're dancing in partnership with another, I think sometimes it's easy for us to lose ourselves as we listen to the other. And this is true, of course, in relationships as well. So um, it was an exercise to kind of invite people to listen to a partner, but also listen to yourself. And then, um, and then when I was working with a group of uh, dancers in Toronto just before the pandemic, um, I was also very far from loved ones. So this, because I was in residency. So there was also this kind of um, missing or longing for, you know, lovers and, and partners. Um, so this idea of this long distance uh, love and, and how to stay connected to the beloved uh, became part of the research. Okay. And then, and I, I, I think that for the last little while, I've been obsessed with instructions because I'm, I kind of feel like my work as a teacher and as a choreographer has sort of collapsed. And and I, I, I like the idea of being very uh, transparent about what I'm working on as a dancer and a choreographer and then just sharing it with uh, the audience. I, I think the invitation is that people will, that I'm dancing with people rather than dancing for people. And this is not to say that you know, I I hate those experiences where somebody gets pulled up and, and they're forced to yeah. participate. That this is not what it is. So you know, but to invite the the or the bodies of the audience into a more um, kind of yeah empathetic kind of response, if, even if it's you know a micro dance. But you know, if they want to, but yeah, I haven't. I I like the idea that. Well, it, I believe that, you know, dancing and singing is, is all our birthrights, that we, we all can sing and dance. And I want to see a world where we we all feel like we have the right to sing and dance wherever we want, you know, And that it's not just an activity for a special group of people or in special places, but it's, you see someone walking the dog, you see someone go for a jog, you see someone dancing, see someone singing. And that happened during the lockdown period, you know, like in the isolation, like I, I saw musicians play and practice, you know, outdoors and it was just always so beautiful for me. And and, and I danced, you know, outdoors. This is I I was also inspired by Chin's project, um when she was dancing in neighborhood Section um, nineteen. Yeah. The, from afar, I was like inspired by that to do a version of my own in <laughs> Vancouver.
1: So fan <laughs> girling rent also from afar. And in Sin, for you, you know, I mean, I'm sure you agree with uh, with what Sufe said, right? That you know, we should all be able to sort of uh, express ourselves and just be comfortable in our skin and, and yeah, ex- yeah, and, and dance and sing and, and you know, just not be so constricted, like not be so fearful of what the other is thinking as well. Would you would you agree with that?
0: Yeah, I believe that a long time ago we all danced like like communities dance together. Yeah. And
1: it's there we our ancestors did that. <laughs> yeah. So, um so the, of course, you know, this this lecture performance is uh, uh is coming up uh in a couple of well, just on the 24th and the 25th of February, you know, for for anyone who's who's keen to yeah, who's keen to come, but, you know, they, they might be a little bit nervous. You know, what would you say to them? You know, what, what would your invitation be to come join you guys?
2: I, I think that they will hear uh, about um, why I do the work that I... So th- it is a lecture. And uh, the invitation really is for them to uh, come and listen. And it's an invitation. So they can always say no to certain things. You know, no, no one's forced to do anything. And, um and I I hope that they will feel uh the invitation to feel into different kinds of pleasure in, in themselves and and give themselves permission to to go for it even if you know it's it's a tiny little bit <laughs> they don't have to show anybody they don't have to be
1: <laughs> it's not about showing it's about just feeling into that Okay. All right. And uh, Rinsing, how would you say? I mean, as, as the producer of this, uh, um, you know, of it, what would your be? I would
0: say that spaces with Sufei, there's a lot of care and tenderness. Like, I'm not just selling the title, but truly I feel it. And I think it's just nice to come to a space that has a lot of tenderness and care. So, yes, come and feel what that feels like for you, each person.
1: You know, listening to you, I mean, I have a very young daughter and like, you know, every time you just hold them, you know, whatever they're feeling, they mm-hmm. just calm down, right? And it's just that, that touch, that comfort, you don't have to say anything, it's just being held, right? And I feel that's what I'm getting from the both of you as well, you know, just come and be held in, 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 in this sort of like a collective sort of shared space where and a very welcoming space as well, right? I would say it's a safe space to just come and feel and be, Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah. I I hope. I mean, I, I I'm very wary of the word safe space because you know, just because it's safe for me doesn't mean it's safe for someone else. But I I think I feel like in order to create a safe space, we need to be brave enough to enter into a space and and uh, dare to feel into what what feels good for us and what doesn't feel good for us and 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 give ourselves permission to say yes to the good things. And give a permission to say no to the things that don't feel so good. That's the other piece that
1: uh, I, I I feel is really important is that we, we can say no. Okay. no I think that's things. really important. I mean, when you said like, okay, you're not going to force anybody to come up and do something. I was like, huh, okay, relief. because that,
2: Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Those experiences yeah. are awful. No, no I, hate
1: I hate it. I hate it too, yeah. <laughs> Well, um, so the before, i mean, the lecture performance is happening on the twenty fourth and twenty fifth of February uh, at eight thirty PM. It's for one hour. It's happening over at Five Art Centre Studio at GMBB. Uh, that's over in Jalan Robertson in Bukit Bintang. Uh, entry is by donation of thirty five ringgit, and you need to make payment to Five Art Centre. I'll put all of that details in the podcast. And I do understand that this presentation uh, in KL, you'll have a multidisciplinary artist Kent Lee also joining.
2: Yes, yes. And Sam, who's uh, going to do, you know, lighting with, uh, with the minimal lighting. But yeah, I, 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 I wanted um, when I came here to kind of play with local artists. So we well, were sort of listening to each other and, and riffing off. I would say it, it's it's uh, because you said one hour in a very, you know, precise way. I would say it's one
1: hour-ish. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. I was just reading promo material there. Sorry about that. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's fine. I just wanted to make that clear to people. Okay, okay. Just come and be. That's, that's, uh, that's I think, what we That's should. right. Just come and be. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, uh, both of you, for joining me today. I've been speaking to Lee Sufe, dancer, choreographer, performance maker, educator and writer, and Liren Sin, dance artist, and also the producer of Sufe's workshop and lecture performance here in KL. If you'd like to uh, find out more, just head to the Five, Arts, uh, the Five Arts website. That's fiveartcenter.org or just follow them on their social media pages. All the information is there. Do go and, uh, and meet Sufe and, and Rin Sin and, you know, just, yeah, just just be. And uh, if you miss any part of our conversation today, you can always search for the podcast at bfm.my front-row or you can find it on the BFM app. This has been Front Row on The Bigger Picture, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business
0: Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.